Jet Sweep with your hosts, it's Harris Time and Josh Smokey Hell Nelson. Presented by True North Fantasy Football. Smokey, if that doesn't get you fired up. <laughs> every time, every time. <laughs> Welcome to the Jet Sweep. Uh, myself, it's Harris Time, and my co-host, Josh Smokey Nelson. We're here to bring it to you really quick, rapid fire style, Jet Sweep. We're going to get through this uh, nice, nice and quick. Thanks for joining us on halftime. Um, I can't believe that uh, people are actually watching that game. Um, apologies to uh, all those Philly fans out there. We know that there's a lot of them on True North. But it uh, looks, uh, looks like a slow start. But hopefully uh, we uh, turn the Jets on here in the, in the second half when we get some, we get some offense. Uh, nice, nice play out of Ayuk. Good to see that, uh, mm-hmm. that stud light it up, continue to light it up. And, we, yeah, Josh, what a, crazy, um, what a crazy week it's been. We've got, uh, we've got a lot to talk about. I uh, want to introduce a new segment called Lifting Off Crash Landing where – we're going to look at uh, some players that have lifted off this week and some that didn't, some that uh, probably should have stayed home on the bench because they went uh, they went up in smoke this week. So we'll be we'll be hitting that and then a regular uh, waiver wire look ahead, one last dance, so some monkey knife fight picks for Monday Night Football and uh-huh. then uh, looking at some puff puff pass and how Josh did and then we're going to drop some bombs on what's going on in the world. So... Smokey, let's get right to it. And I think that, uh, man, what a crazy week it's been with first with the uh, cancellation or postponement of the Tennessee Titans versus Steelers game. Uh, you know, we had a lot of draft capital tied up in that game. We look mm-hmm. at, um, we had a, an RB, two RB1s that, you know, you had to find replacements for if you didn't have that on your bench. Uh, there's a lot of waiver wire uh, movement going on there. You had two solid quarterbacks, probably in Superflex. You know, you're looking at drafted within the fourth to sixth round, probably mm-hmm. with uh, Big Ben and uh, Tana Thrill. And, you know, these guys are putting up good numbers, right? Like these quarterbacks were putting up QB1 numbers through three weeks. So we expected that from them and to go out in a Superflex format and try to find that on the wire can, can be difficult. And, you know, we also have some WR1s. We haven't seen A.J. Brown yet this season, uh, but he was drafted highly, and there was some hope that he might play this week. And then we also have, of course, uh, Juju uh, and Deontbe, who, you know, was was uh, rostered across the board. So Josh, as a commissioner of quite a few leagues, how'd you, how'd you deal with it? What was some of the craziness that, that you saw in this, you know, as a, as a commish? What, what were some things that you did or had to do uh, did you have to kick anybody out in leagues? Did you have to refund any any league dues? Tell no, me I uh, <laughs> I did hear some horror stories and see some things that uh, you know, you know. I get it. People get invested into this, not only emotionally but financially, but mostly emotionally because you know we all need this in our lives. It's fun. It's just something we can do. It's a game about a game is what it is. It should all be about fun, but people, you know, they get wrapped up in this stuff and they go kind of bananas when something like this happens. It's something that is unexpected, unforeseen, unprecedented. So I get it. There's no 
there's no response that seems normal to this because there there is no normal. Uh, but I tried to stay the course for most of my leagues that I commissioned. I think I commissioned uh, five different ones, uh, all different. You formats. are Smokey. You are insane. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> certifiably. Yeah, and we're talking like multiverse. We're talking dynasty. We're talking contract redraft. Uh, yeah, I. I do it all, <laughs> but uh, I I tried to stay the course. I tried to you know be logical, be make sure that you know no one was being left out, all feelings were heard. But in the end, doing what is best for the league, and that is what you have to do as a commissioner, and you have to be able to make those decisions, um, yeah, to the best of your league. Uh, that's that's a thing about it. you got to remove your ego you got to you, you can't be some kind of diva commissioner do what's best for the league that's why you're in that position yeah yeah no absolutely do what do what's right and i mean we we hope that the 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 league that we all love to follow in our fake football worlds the nfl would do the right thing but sometimes they don't right and even we're still seeing it right now there's still some panic and uncertainty around the kc um the kc new england game which is slotted to play i believe tomorrow right but there's still some unsurety yes. on if that's going to happen and then you know we also had a fullback from the saints kind of throw into question that detroit mm. game as well and i think that there was a lot of panic you know elvin camaro's out to an amazing an amazing start to start the season he's a Huge. lynch yeah he's a linchpin to a lot of different teams so you know i don't have them everywhere but i was certainly thinking about hey what the heck am I going to do if uh, if AK can't play? But what was really mm. interesting is that due to COVID, that somebody else got an opportunity to shine as a WR1 on your fantasy teams this week from that game. And that yes. is none other than one of my personal favorites, Traquan Smith. Why haven't, yes. why haven't we been talking about him before? You know, like this is a guy that in terms of uh, a size speed specimen, he checks the boxes. And in terms of efficiency metrics, since he's came into the league, even as a rookie, when he's been targeted, he's been effective. So can we officially say that, hey, Trey Quan is the is the number two guy. MT has got that role locked up in the locked up in the slot. Can we officially say that, hey, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Sanders, it's been nice, but it's time to move on. Yes. Yes, we can. Uh, okay, just laying out a couple things here. He's on a 16-game pace right now, 56 receptions, 744 yards, and eight touchdowns. Uh, in college, he averaged 56 receptions a year, which he's on pace for right now, amassing 724 yards his uh, breakout year and increasing from there, posting 1,171 yards his last year at University of Central Florida. I'm not expecting that that is going to keep up once Michael Thomas returns. They're going to take it easy with him. They're going to ease him back into it. But while he's out, uh, he's <clears throat> Traquan has surpassed Sanders in the pecking order. Once MT is back, I think that usage obviously is going to see a drop, but he is still going to be out there getting those targets and getting the cut or getting less coverage because MT is going to be commanding it. Yeah. And I, and I absolutely agree with that. I think too, I mean, um, where does Trey Quan kind of excel? We know that Michael Thomas does his work in the slot. Um, AK has kind of worked into that while uh, Thomas has been out. So I like that usage that that Trey Quan is getting. I'm also thinking long term in this offense. This is probably Breeze's last last season. If they get somebody else under center, 
like the Crab King, James Yeah. That can still sling it downfield pretty effectively and, you know, has a big target that can go up and get that ball, um, you know, in contested catch situations like a Mike Evans, Traquan. I think Traquan in dynasty format is uh, it's all wheels up. And, you know, that kind of I, I think that it's a it's a no brainer. You know, it's, uh, you know, Dave is saying, you know, famous Jameis would would boost everybody's fantasy production. Well, I'd, maybe maybe not a case. Uh, because of those, you know, those, those outlet passes, uh, Jameis, uh, likes to, likes to sling the rock deep, which we love for fantasy purposes, mm-hmm. but the wheels are up for Trey Kwan. You know, we should have had Trey Kwan on our rosters. He's becoming a hundred percent, a relevant force this season in, in redraft, which is, which is a great thing. And, you know, he's got to, he's, he should be on your team already in, yes. in season yes. one. You know, he's on it. He's only rostered in 23% of leagues in Yahoo right now. <laughs> what? 23? Doesn't make sense. Over the last no. two, yeah, over the last two weeks, he's had seven and eight targets. I mean, we're usually as a fantasy community, we're pretty sharp. You know, I've seen it in my five years in the sport is that we're usually pretty, pretty sharp, pretty smart people. And we keep getting better and better. Consensus is sleeping on Traquan and redraft. Doesn't make sense to me. It should have been an instant waiver wire as soon as MT went down that Trey Quan was going to be the guy. I think because Sanders was there, it kind of created this ambiguity in the receiver room. But, you know, the targets have been there. The production's been there. Two two tutters this week. I mean, yeah, we, baby. we love this kind of production, right? And Tom, Thomas, it's a high ankle sprain. As the podfather calls it, it's a high ankle fuck. Like, Thomas could... <laughs> Thomas could come back and re-aggravate this, you know, being, Absolutely. and I've said this before, we're Canadians and there's a lot of hockey that's played up here. When, it, when somebody has a high ankle sprain, you're done for the season. Like mm-hmm. there's no coming back from it. Um, Sidney Crosby had one that, you know, sideline him for an entire year. So yeah. this is not a, <clears throat> this is not your, this is not your mama's ankle sprain. This is serious stuff. So, uh, you know, we have this, we have recency with this. Saquon suffered this last year. You know, Saquon, like maybe one of the greatest athletes that we've seen in the NFL, he struggled with this and it took him a full season to to come back and recover. So, Mm -hmm. you know, MT, when he comes back, still might not be at 100%. So Traquan's got to be the guy, got to be a priority waiver wire. If you you haven't picked him up already, you 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 need waiver wire help. You need a wide receiver help. Go out and get Traquan. He's done nothing but ball out when given the opportunity and, Yes. You give you give him targets, he produces. So, uh, Josh, what what about you? Who are you looking forward to this week in terms of uh, in terms of a waiver wire pickup to to get ahead of the to get ahead of the horse here? But firstly, sorry, you can also check out the True North Fantasy uh, waiver wire column written by myself, uh, Will Harris. Goodwill Hunting every and that drops every Tuesday morning. Make sure that you're checking that out and picking it up where we uh, give you help on the waiver wire. But Josh, who are you? Who are you looking at this week? Who should people be targeting when they come in, coming for uh, waiver wires this week? Well, <clears throat> I hate to dip back into the well on this. I know it's not a cowboy before you ask, um, but it's Darnell Mooney. I mean. He's been a consistent target getter, and that was with Montgomery and now with Foles. But 
not only is he getting the targets, he's making big plays. I think he had another 23 yarder today. But if you look at this guy out there, he is breaking ankles. His routes are so crisp beyond what a rookie should look like by this point. Uh, I don't know the roster ship levels on him right now, but I can guarantee you they're too low. Um, uh, you're needing a number two out of this offense uh, behind Robinson. And for me, I think it's Mooney. He can be an outside presence, make that breakaway separation and get out there and get those targets. Yeah, and Josh, you look at it, he's he's getting the targets in a, again, um, an offense that that needs a hero. The Chicago Bears need a need a hero to step up, and maybe that's Mooney. And he's certainly available. Only available in you know you can pick him up in pretty much any league right now. Probably not in Dynasty. I'm assuming that he would be snapped up already. But in redraft, he's got a he's got a roster ship of one percent. So he's <laughs> yeah he's he you can go out and 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 get Mooney. Maybe in some deeper dynasty leagues with uh, with some sh- sorry some j- dynasty leagues with some shallower benches. Maybe Mooney is there. Maybe Mooney, you can go out and <clears throat> and and get Mooney. I think that you know we're uh, we're we're going to be talking about uh, a whole host of WR ones in our um, one last da- dance segment. And what our one last dance segment is is where we look at the Monday Night Football matchup. And our friends at Monkey Knife Fight has this awesome contest known as the Touchdown Dance. All you have to do is pick three different players and who you think are going to get into the end zone. And then you pick your multiplier on, hey, uh, how many how many tutties are these guys going to get and how much money am I going to win? So speaking of a w, WR1 in, uh, in this matchup, because, you know, in this Atlanta Green Bay matchup, we've got a few, especially with the um, with the ascension of uh of calvin ridley he's certainly in that wr1 conversation and then julio (laughs) we can't we can't forget julio jones i mean he's been banged up to start the season but that's not who i'm going to talk about my first pick is none other than devontae adams devontae even though he's only played one full game um up until the start of the games this week he was still a top 20 wide receiver because of that 40 burner he put up in in week one adams is going to be hungry you know we thought it was precautionary when he was uh when he was taken out of that uh that that second week um, but it looked like it was a bit more serious so my first pick my first touchdown dance pick for the green bay atlanta showdown is none other than a healthy Devonte adams josh who you like i love it I love it. You know what? We're going to stick with Green Bay, baby. And we're going, my boy, Aaron Jones. And I'm calling not one, but a two touchdowns. Two tutters. Ooh. Uh, as you mentioned, man, Rodgers has been fantastic. I mean, look what he did last week with no Devontae Adams. Uh, I think it's going to be another huge game. And we've seen what Atlanta's doing. They're the worst ranked defense in the league right now. 32nd. If I can do my math correctly, I believe that's last. 32 out of 32. Yeah, that uh, would be last unless okay. there's a, unless Perfect. there's a tie. All right, but oh, still nuts. terrible defense, man. Rodgers is going to light them up and Jones is going to have another huge game. I'm calling it point-wise in PPR scoring, he's going to put up 37 points. 37 points wow. including that's two a, tutties. That's Sorry, a, get yours in. 
That's a bold statement. Um, yeah. Brian Bailey, the FF Aviator, if you're not checking him out already, another true norther putting up some solid content. This guy is legit. Um, mm-hmm. Tanyan to score some touchdowns. No, I am no. not. <laughs> I'm not putting money on Tanyan. I like him. Um, and I like you, Brian, most of the time, but I am not going to put him in the TD dance conversation. So we've got, <laughs> we've got two green Bay Packers already selected as well. So I gotta, I gotta go over to, um, I gotta go over to the Falcons here. Mm-hmm. And I usually like to go running back heavy because, you know, it is a little bit more predictable. We can't predict touchdowns um, for for any position, but running backs just because of the volume and the work they get in the red zone. I like going with um, I like going with running backs. Todd Gurley, do not trust. And Brian Hill, um, Brian Hill, I, you know, I'm just still so broken up over uh, all the love that I gave the Hills last year and Justin Bryan. So I'm off of them and I got to go with, if he's, if he's good to go, I got to go with Calvin Ridley here. Yeah, He's just been on a, he's just been on a burner. Like we've never seen before, you know, multiple over 40 point games and just been an absolute touchdown machine. He Mm -hmm. seems to have, uh, you know, in terms of the red zone work um, has gotten some of those Austin Hooper snaps and those targets that Matt Ryan was dialing in uh, last year to uh, to Austin Hooper's good to see good to see hoops on the board this week. Good to see yeah. Cleveland continue to mm-hmm. target the tight end. So watch that; it's going to be interesting. I don't think he's going to get the same kind of volume there, but keep your eye on. Oh him. hell no! Could, could be um, could be a uh, tight end uh, fill in for you. But yeah, mm-hmm. in terms of monkey knife fight uh, TD dance for for Monday Whoa. night for save the last dance. Um, I love these. I love these picks. Uh, I'm going to lock it in. So Devonte Adams, Aaron Jones, which you are guaranteeing what 37 points, 37 points, 37 points, two tutties, 37 so points, two tutties. Take two tutties away from it. Whatever's left, he can get it that way. I don't care how he's doing it. <laughs> so, so, sounds good. And then I'm going if if Calvin Ridley is good to go, and he is, uh, you know, it's not a game time decision. I'm going Ridley, and if Ridley is out officially, I'm going to Julio. Ooh, me and Julio to, down by uh, the schoolyard. I'm going. I'm going to Julio, who so far, you know, uh, we haven't seen him completely unleashed. We are uh, really waiting for him to be healthy so that that he can lift off, which is our next segment: lifting off and crash landing. This is something that we're going to do each week. Somebody that hey, they've they've really you know stepped it up this week, and then some players that really kind of landed on their face and and and, and crashed this week. So, Josh, who is somebody that is uh, lifting off for you? For me, yes, it was a bit of a rough week this week, but it is because, A, he's a rookie. I'll give him a little bit of uh, leeway on that one. But, B, he was up against the seventh-best defense in the NFL. What are you expecting right now? But the man I'm talking about is, of course, one of our favorite boys, Joshua Kelly. And the reason I bring him up, other than the fact that I love Joshua Kelly, man. I absolutely love this guy. Smokey, but, I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that. Oh, I know. Him. Didn't you know? Oh, the know postcard that. is in the mail. It was to all of our listeners, did you, guys know, did you guys know that Smokey is, like, smooth play as number one fan? Did you guys oh, know that? President of the fan club, man. It's uh, I love this kid. But anyways, to get back on topic here, he is my lifting off because Eckler goes down with an injury. So this opens up a huge opportunity in the offense. Not only that, uh, Herbert has been getting him involved out of the backfield. And uh, the time has come through circumstance, skill, 
and proof. He's put up some great plays so far, and he's facing some suspect defenses in the next run all the way up to the bye. I like this guy for the next chunk of the season, okay? Um, are we going your lifting up or am I crash landing? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, on a I'm roll gonna, here, man. <laughs> on a roll, keep going. Then who's 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 crashing down? Who's crashing? Okay, down crashing you? down. Nothing other than one of my cowboys. Oh, this is so hard to say, but Michael Gallup. Uh, other mm. than his blow up week last week versus a porous Seattle defense, he has not looked the part of what he was in 2019. Uh, and as a kind of a side note, Lamb's usage has been rising as Gallup's is kind of plateaued. I mean, Lamb's getting a minimum of five catches every game, while Gallup's getting not as many, uh, and his yardage just isn't there either. Um, to this point, the conversation has been more about, uh, you know, the team moving on from Amari, but maybe should it be moving on from Gallup? Yeah. Yeah, I think you got to maximize what your best asset is. And I, I think it's going to be Amari, though, right? Yes, absolutely. But from uh, a perception man. wise, oh. for, for sure. Um, yeah, no, I, I you know, I, I think that maybe it's a good opportunity, though, to go out and get Gallup, right? Like, oh, with absolutely. That, with that uncertainty that we know the talent is there. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it's un, it's it's certainly unfortunate, but that's we knew this going into this Dallas offense that it was going to be boom weeks and bust weeks for these wide receivers, right? We even saw that with with Amari and Gallup last year when there was only two of them, and you add you know CD into the mix, and it's uh, it's a whole mm-hmm. other whole other ball game. Um, you know, our our uh, I'm gonna go with my lifting off, and you know, this is somebody that laid on me. In in week one, and it was about time oh. for Bro Mixon to, to yeah! lift off and, yeah! and and light it up, wasn't it? I mean, uh, we've seen it. It's been so incredibly frustrating watching this talented back be very efficient with the touches that he's been given. But you know, we've seen Giovanni Bernard and his mustache be a consistent story here, getting those valuable touches in the passing game, being used in the red zone. Well, Bro Mixon let the talent show through this week, and he put up a touchdown hat trick, which I absolutely love and I'm super excited about. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully he continues that run. We've seen these kind of flashes from from uh, Mixon before. I hope that he can consistently use, it. and I hope that Zach Taylor says, "Oh, I have a really good running back here," and continue to um, continue to use him. I'm gonna go to Michigan though for uh, you know somebody that. I guess our expectations of tight ends should be lessened anyways, just because of the the position as a whole. Uh, but I've been really disappointed with uh, TJ Hawkinson. I think that, you oh. know, he's kind of crash landing um, oh. across the board. When you look at other um, tight ends that you would have been able to get kind of in his range, he's certainly, you know, he's probably still in the top 10 in terms of tight ends, but we see the talent there. We see the draft capital. I just expect more from, uh, I just expect more from from Hawkinson and, uh, and and that talent that he got he's got there. You know, is it a coaching thing? I'm not sure. I got to watch some more. Unfortunately, I don't think anybody wants to. <laughs> got to watch more Detroit games, but the talent is there. So I hope that uh, hope that he can he can figure it out. And uh, yeah, Bengals gonna bungle. But I know that we're all here at True North uh, fans of uh, <clears throat> of Bro Mixon. So hopefully he can keep it going. And then, and then Smokey is a little little puff puff pass. You can find that article on True North, True North FFB every Thursday, right? Written by this man right here, Josh Smokey Nelson. Tell us a little bit about puff puff pass. Who who you who'd you who'd you whiff on? 
Okay, well, out of all 12 players on this, so just to give you a little breakdown of this, hold on, let me start the timer. I'm going to get on a fucking roll here. Watch me go. All right, two minutes. Okay, so what I do is puff, puff, pass. Two puffs, one pass on each position. So two of my puffs, those are the starts. The pass is the sit. So let's go run through the quarterbacks here. So Josh Allen, uh, I said, and I quote, expect Allen to continue rolling with some passing touchdowns and perhaps a rushing one as well. And uh, well, what does he do today? Two passing and one rushing, like I called. That is a hit. Uh, Jared Goff, uh, <laughs> 200 for one touchdown. That's a whiff. Uh, Teddy B actually put up a pretty decent game, 276 yards for two touchdowns and 32 on the ground for one. Uh, that's a whiff. My bad. Uh, moving on to running backs, uh, David Johnson, uh, two for 29 and 63 rushing. Uh, that's a whiff. Uh, Mixon, however, I called 82 for two. And what does he put up? Uh, we're talking about our boy Mixon here, 151 for two touchdowns and six for 30 and one. That is definitely a hit. He was supposed to be my weekly winner, but I kind of got baked and forgot to put that on there. So <laughs> is what it is. I'll take the L on that. Uh, Monty was my sit of the week. Uh, he put up three for 30 and 27 on the ground rushing. We're going to call that a hit. Oh. Uh, moving on to the wide receivers, uh, Mike Evans put up seven for 122 and one. And that'd be a hit. I called the tutty on that one. Uh, Hollywood, we're going to call the wash. He put up four for 86. Respectable, but no tutties still. It's going to happen. And when it does, I think it's going to come in bunches. But that's for another day. Uh, my sit or puff pass. There we go. <laughs> my pass for that one was Mike Williams. He was ruled out the day after the article came out. So that's a wash. Uh, quickly on the tight ends. Uh, Andrews, uh, he was 357 and two tutties. That's a hit. Uh, Tanyan is yet to play. That's the Monday nighter. And uh, Herndon, I said, is a pass. Uh, one for 11. That was a hit. Oh, nice. yeah. And they can find that article every Thursday <clears throat> on True North FFB, right? That's right. And you got to check it out. I mean, Josh has just been bringing the hits. Josh, I really wish that you could have somehow magically written into your article about me starting a DJ Chark in the Warrior Bowl. For whatever reason, I've got DJ Chark in about, I don't know, 10 leagues and the one where I'm 0-3 in. Of course, as I go to check the scores, guess where he's sitting today with his No! No! Oh. Yeah, heartbreaker, but it's awesome. You know, on the, on the plus side, hurts. it is awesome to see Chark back in that offense. Yes. It is, uh, you know, we talked about it last week. He makes an incredible difference there and, you know, right back into WR1 conversation and, again, making um, our boy Gardner Minshew relevant again, right? Mm -hmm. So it was good to see. Not so hot to see him on the bench of the uh, my Warrior Bowl team. Ugh, Heart, that's a heartbreaking. Tough Bailey, I'm coming for Chark. Um, that, uh, that deal expired for uh, Boyd, unfortunately. So send that over to me again, mm -hmm. but we'll let you get back to the game here. Thank you so much for joining us. But before you do, you know, our little favorite part of the show, yeah. we, drop some, we drop some bombs for the upcoming weeks. This is uh this can be something that has been, you know, that we wanted to get off our chest for fantasy purposes. Maybe something going on in our life, maybe something going on in your life. So I'm going to share my my bomb drop this week, and I just want to say to every all all y'all 
to to Smokey, everybody in True North, everybody that is uh, you know out there supporting uh, my company Viridian Global. It's been absolutely incredible. You know, it's a business that myself and uh, Minshew Brofist, uh, Mark Mathic, that that we started. You know, out of something that we saw in this industry, we wanted to help give back to brands. We wanted to bring some kick-ass apparel out there for everybody to enjoy together. And, you know, it's been amazing to have all the support um, that you guys have been doing, you know, in a month, uh, it's been crazy to see the amount of orders that have came in, you know, the amount of ideas, the amount of partnerships that came out of this. So really want to, really want to say thank you to everybody out there that's, uh, that's making this happen. I'm, I'm rocking one right now. Yeah, I know that, Smoke, you got an order coming. You pretty pumped yeah, up. Yeah, put one into this morning. Yeah, yeah, this morning, afternoon, whatever the hell it was. Ah, I got one order in. <laughs> right. Got that A team hoodie, and then I got that beautiful True North uh, black tee. Oh, it's gonna be so slick. I'm gonna model the shit out of the beer. <laughs> so yeah, give it, give us a, give us a, give us a check out at uh, www.verdingglobal. I appreciate it. It's blood, sweat, and tears. All these guys. They know that uh, hey, I I kind of start my work day uh, for for Viridian at, at ten and don't stop usually until morning and you know in between writing and uh, editing and all that good stuff for fantasy. So that's my that's my bomb drop. Just want to say thanks to everybody that's out there, Smokey. What about you, man? What uh, what what kind of bomb you dropping this week? For me, it's going to be another lifestyle one this week. Um, it was nice. I. I skipped my games today. I, I didn't watch my Cowboys in action, and in hindsight, that was probably the better uh, <laughs> that was the better choice. I mean, how many times are we gonna have to put up fucking over five hundred yards, four passing touchdowns, and look at a loss? I mean, can we get Dax some D? I mean, that's what she said, but come on, ah, it's it's frustrating. But anyways, real life stuff. I skipped the game today and uh, went for nice. a little lovely trip down to uh, our capital city in British Columbia here, uh, Victoria, to a place called Gailey Farms. And they have the coolest setup. They got a big corn maze there. They got a big train ride that's like 15 minutes, goes around the whole property and everything. And my son, two years old, he is absolutely batshit crazy for trains. Like he can point to a train, like pick out every like part on it, tell you what it is. Uh, his kid's just mental. And they let him sit, all of us, on the very front seat of it. And he was just in heaven. And so we did this and it was just so nice to disconnect and just spend time with the family because that is the important thing right there. And you know what? Fantasy didn't change during that time. It was, it was just the Cowboys, great. the Cowboys still lost. We still lost. Uh, there was nothing I could do about that. <laughs> but for those uh, watching this and not listening to the podcast, uh, I don't know if this will come through here, but this is my son, Felix. So proud picking his pumpkin today. Uh, I love this little guy. He's the best. Um, it was just a super fun time going on the train and looking through the corn maze and, you know, all that stuff. It's just good to disconnect with all the craziness of uh, COVID and all the different stresses it put on uh, the fantasy players and fantasy commissioners and all that this week. It was just nice to spend some time with family. For sure. And it's so important to be able to spend that time right and uh, be able to, you know, really fully embrace the the fall and your family because that's the shit that's important, man. Like at the mm -hmm. end of the day, we're watching a bunch of really expensive athletes playing a fake game that we made up. Right. So that's the best, it, though. <laughs> it, it is. It is completely awesome. But we uh, we got to keep things in uh, in perspective. Right. And 
Yes. Smokey always do that. You still put together a kick-ass show sheet. So thank you so much for that. And everybody, we just want to say thanks for thanks for tuning in. We keep tweaking this every week. We're going to keep coming at you at halftime, uh, get you in and out, talk about some of the hot hot topics during uh, that, that came through during the week, and then get you back for the second half. Really hope that Philly does, uh, does something. I, I think that I saw San Francisco uh, tutter to, uh, for, for George Kittle. George Kittle, great, great to see him. Great to see him back in the field. But until uh, until next week, it's Harris time and Josh Mookie Nelson signing off on the Jets. The Jet Sweep. Your host. It's Harris time. Josh Smokey Hell Nelson, presented by True North Fantasy Football.